Does your soul call for a life overseas? Is your mind curious about traveling abroad for professional or life-changing experiences? Or you just have a tingling sensation of experiencing the unknown? Hello world, this is Joshua Best, your host of Why We Travel, the podcast where we take a deep dive into exactly that, the motivations behind why we travel and the stories behind it. Today, you're listening to Season 2, Episode 3, Why We Immigrate, from Tourist to Local with Mafe. Today's episode is a very exciting collaboration with Mafe, the amazing host and producer of the From Tourist to Local podcast. Mafe moved to Canada from Venezuela nine years ago and started her podcast during the pandemic as an outlet. Join us in this episode where we highlight the Latino travel experience as we talk about Mafe's traditional move her struggles, rewarding experiences, and the story behind why she travels. All right, everyone. So today we have Mafe Podcastos of From Taurus to Local. How are you doing today, Mafe? I am doing amazing, Joshua. How are you today? I'm doing good. And, um, you know, so just like following up. So it was actually great to talk to you on your own podcast, uh, From Taurus to Local. Great conversation. And so for those that are just tuning in, listening, uh, what's your podcast about? What is my podcast about? Oh, so it is, I feel like it's a little bit about everything. Um, <laughs> uh, but basically just I'm, I'm helping others just um, settle in a new country. Um, because like, obviously, when you move to a new country, everything is like so overwhelming, like learning the culture. If you're if you are moving to a, another country with like another language, like obviously learning in the other language is like challenging itself and like even communicating the basic things that you would do in your in your native um, language. So, yeah, so it's like my podcast about that, like navigating that change that when you go from being a tourist, Mm -hmm. um, because like when you're even when you're immigrating to like live somewhere, like you start as a tourist because you don't know anything. And then, yeah, so basically that transition from being a tourist to being like to becoming a local person in your in the country that you decided to move. And that's the that's the beauty of it, actually, because like, you know, it's a very different angle, but I felt like so much overlap between what we both like to talk about. You know, I like to talk about your especially more recently, just like migrants uh, and like what that impact it has on people, the economy. Um, and it's just like a very interesting point or perspective of life. And so it's not, you know, it's not just people traveling. It's like people changing their lives. As you said, transitioning uh, yeah. a lot to it. So you actually are an immigrant yourself. Uh, you went from Venezuela uh, to Canada. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so you did your own transitioning. So, you, you know, you had that personal perspective. So like what yeah. brought you to Canada and what was life like transitioning? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what brought me to Canada? So, well, my my story is a little bit long. So my my idea or like my goal was moving to Canada is just going to be a step zone for me moving to Australia because like that's oh. what I wanted to do. I had like two years before. I moved here. I had spent like two months in Australia. And I really like I really, really love the country. And I was I was thinking to myself, I was like, I need to move to this place. Um, but I think I found the other best thing, which is Vancouver, which is where I live right now. Right. Um, so, yeah. So like Canada was just was supposed to be like a stepping stone. And then I ended up just loving it here. And then the transition was like when I realized that I was going to like that this was going to be home for me now. I don't know. It was it was a little bit shocking because like uh, obviously thought that this was just going to be temporary. Right. Um. So like shocking and like the fact that I needed to figure out a way to like stay here because like 
in the very beginning, I I came um, as an international student. Right. Because again, like my goal was to like move to Australia, but yeah, that didn't happen. So, um, so yeah, like being able to figure out like the next step on my journey to like legally stay here. So like, what am I going to do now? And like, I had a home and everything. Like I, I was renting a house cause I was going to be here for a year. Right. Um, so that wasn't like really super challenging, but just the, like the legality part of it was what was the most challenging to figure out like on my own. And yeah, like transitioning when it comes to friends, like I feel like it's really, I don't want to say challenge. It's just like really weird to like connect with the people that are that have been living in the country that you're going to like for me it was Vancouver because especially Vancouver specifically it's very it's a very clicky city oh, okay <laughs> yeah um so it's really hard to like if you find Canadian um again like I don't want to generalize but that has been my experience they're they are very very nice but it's just very hard to like penetrate in their into like their group because oh, again, so they're very more behind the stereotype. Like they're yeah. nice, but you know, yeah. like, yeah, they keep you yeah. out of the okay. <laughs> I got you. Well, mm. at least that that's just Vancouverites for me, right. in my opinion. Right. Like that's what I have experienced. And yeah. then would you say like the clicks are just like people that grew up with old friends, or is it maybe industry related? Like what do you think kind of uh forms that it depends. It depends. Right. And it, like that's what makes it like very interesting, or like that's what makes it very interesting for me at least, is that yeah. It's very clicky in the sense that, yes, sometimes it's, it's just that the click of the people that you grew up with. But then Vancouver is such a diverse city that not everyone like grew up here. I would say out of my friends, out of the I don't know, like, I don't know how many Canadian friends I have, right. but out of the friends that are Canadian, like probably like one or two of them has like have been born and raised here in Vancouver or like close to Vancouver. Right. So a lot of people move. Um, a lot of people move like from Vancouver to other provinces or like to other countries. A lot of people move from other provinces to here. So it's like it's very diverse. There's a lot of Canadians, obviously, but there's also like a lot of immigrants because I guess like Vancouver has like the mildest weather. Yeah. So uh, like in Canada, which it's still pretty cold in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. I was like, so how does like you know it reminds me of, like my parents. I'm like, what made y'all go from like Panama to New York where it's so frigid, right? So then likewise, like uh in Boston, like a lot what of what what you said uh re- reminded me of Boston, like overall great city to visit. But I almost forget I lived there for like three years. And it re- when you said clicky, I'm like, yeah, oh my God, I was just like Boston. You know, it's like weird because I think it has like the highest concentration of universities in the US, big sports mm-hmm. town. So, yeah, like you said, it attracts a lot of international people. I lived in a neighborhood full of South Americans, mainly Colombians, Brazilians, there are Venezuelans as well. But for some reason, yeah, it just it was still like I felt like hard to penetrate, at least, um, you know, with the, with the locals. But nonetheless, so I think uh, an important thing you said, which I think if you're going through it, it probably sparked some ears, but other people could easily maybe oversee it. But like I think I would love for you to elaborate. We said like the legalities of staying right i know there's probably so many like international students are like all right so how do i transition from you know a student permit to a work permit probably wondering what countries are are more amenable to it so i think overall canada kind of like or at least from my experience kind of like shows itself as like a immigrant friendly country like we want you all here but for what would you say like the actual like process was like you know like transitioning for you it was a very long process. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let me start. Let me begin by saying that it was a very long process, like from the moment that I decided. So again, like my story is a little bit different because I didn't come here 
again, like there are so many ways and there are so many ways to like immigrate to like a new country. But for me, like, again, like this was just a t- stepping stone. I just want you to be here for a year, live somewhere else for a year, like kind of like try it out, test it out. And then I was like, yes, like this is going to be my, again, like my before moving to Australia. That obviously I moved to Australia. This was my <laughs> Um, so I came as an international student and I came as an ESL student, which is like English as a second language student. Yeah. And again, like that was just an excuse to like be able to come here yeah. and kind of test the waters. And then, so I came with a student permit that in, at that time, like it allowed me to work like part-time, which was obviously like ideal what I wanted. Um, I don't think as an ESL student, you are allowed to work anymore. Like if you're moving to Canada. But again, like you're gonna have to check like the Canada website if you want more information of that because I am not. This is not legal advice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> so again, yeah, figuring out what was gonna be my next step. So I went to a lawyer because I am too afraid of like fucking anything like legal. Up. You're right. <laughs> and also, I have a like I don't know like this is just for me. Like every time that I used to travel with my Venezuela passport. I don't have that problem anymore because I'm a Canadian now. But right. every time I used to travel with my Venezuelan passport, like especially into the States, like I would get pulled into like secondary inspection. Right. And it was just a nightmare. So I was like, I don't want to deal with like any of this. Like they're probably like, if I do it on my own, I'm just probably going to have like issues and I'm probably like, they're going to get denied or whatever. So I was just like, I let me just hire a lawyer for like at least the first like step. And then I remember the lawyer sat down with us and, and they were like, okay, like this like these are the options that you have. So like one option was to go to school and go through a like a whole program. And then like after that program, then I would get like a work permit. And then like that would like work into your permanent residence. And then like once you have your PR, then you can apply for citizenship and, and all that. Right. Um. So figuring that out wasn't, I guess it was like challenging finding the right lawyer to work with. Like also because like obviously lawyers, lawyer fees are very high so and when you're an international student everything's like even more expensive because you're like shit i just have to like pay this much money and they like pay for tuition which like tuition again it's here for international students it's like insane insane Uh, so yeah and then so just like then real quickly so then which route did you end up taking like did you have like an employer sponsor you uh to stay or something different no. So my, the route that I took was going to, to college here. So I took a yeah. program for two years, went to school for two years. And then after I graduated, I got a work permit for three years. Oh, perfect. Okay. And then, yeah, I was lucky enough to be working for a company that, or like, I was lucky enough to be working for a company that, that helped me with the process. Well, like helped me, like wrote me letters that I was like working for them basically. And, yeah. and I stayed with them while I'm still working with them. <laughs> yeah so it's I, fe- I feel like it's it's a part of really being informed on what do you have to do to like stay wherever you want to stay I guess because like again right. like there's different like everyone everyone's situation is different so depending on your situation the path that you take it's gotta be different or better got it and then one more on transitioning so then what was the culture of shock like as a Latina cover from Venezuela you know, going to uh, Canada. Not being able to hug people or be like awkward, <laughs> oh, <really>? uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Because like, okay, so like in Venezuela, when you, when you get, when you get somewhere and you go say hi to everyone, because we're very like, 
We're very touchy feely people and we're very warm and we like tuck with our hands as you can see right now. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we get soundboard, we just like go up to the person, like hug them and kiss them on the cheek. Yeah. And then here I was just like, Yes, you didn't do that here. Oh, you didn't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, so you didn't touch each other? Like, what do you do? Just like wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So then like actually so that you say that reminds me of like, you know, one question to ask beforehand was how would you describe Venezuelans? And it's funny enough, the way you would, I would is why you said I think it was like most like happiest, beautiful people, you know, uh on the planet. I um, you know, one thing we talked about was, you know, when I went to Venezuela, so I think it was like mm-hmm. 2017 and yeah, don't advise anyone to go without a local connect. I only went there at the time cause, uh, my partner was living in Caracas and she's Venezuelan, but yeah, of course. So that naturally my first introduction, uh, was through her, like, of course, you know, yeah. like, Oh, a great person. But then there, yeah. I feel like the people were so inviting, so friendly, so you know, of course, amidst the political situation, I felt like everyone was still just like living life. Like, you know, of course, still had the street smarts, but not to focus on it. It was like when yeah. I had my interactions with people, it was just, you know, everything felt better. Like, you know, it's just like, oh, wow. Yeah. And then um, and then in going to Panama, you know, it's like little Venezuela now. And then yeah. it's like now just walking through the streets. And then it's just like when you meet them, it's just like such uh, great, uh, friendly people. It's like, yeah. you know, I guess for you, I guess it's curious, like, so as a Venezuelan, like, do you, is that is that like kind of like a conscious part of the culture, or is it something you didn't necessarily realize till you left the country, um, and and just compared? Well, for me, like before coming here, I had traveled oh. um quite a lot. So, like, I went to Australia, which is why I wanted to move there. Right. Um, and I feel like they're very similar to here. And I made a couple of like Australian friends, and then also like other international friends. And then just, yeah, the way that they like everyone says hi is just like completely different. And then I feel like I never like got like I never before traveling, like that was something that never really that I never really thought about. And then obviously, like when I trap, like when I travel, it's like, okay, like these people don't do this. But then like when I move here, it's like, oh, like really, these people don't do this. Like I'm not going to be able to do this for the rest of my life. But I've taught my friends to do it. Oh, really? <laughs> my uh, Canadian friends, yeah, hundred uh, percent. <laughs> and, and I'm sure they love it. They didn't love you for it, like teaching yeah, them, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then so, um, Australians also great people. So then, uh, so what? Yeah, what was it? What motivated you to travel? Like, why do you travel, uh, in in general? Um. Yeah, I think one of the things that on your questionnaire that I answer was like, travel is freedom. Travel yeah. is just an experience, and you get to experience so many other things that you otherwise wouldn't because again like you're in a community and a community is like it's only like it's it's very close like even if you're like as a country or a community and even that country's like it's very close but then you expand your perspective and your horizons like when you travel because like every country's different every everyone's different and mm. like I feel like what inspired me to travel was like at the beginning was just like to see the beauty of the world but then like the more I travel and the more I get to know people from other countries, it's like, wow, like the people is like really what makes the country because you can go somewhere and you're going to have potentially like a beautiful, like you can be standing in front of like a beautiful mountain or ocean, lake, whatever, or like a beautiful like view. But then if the people of that country are not great, then you're not going to have a great experience. Like it doesn't matter like how beautiful it is, like what you're what you're going there for. Right. 
So would you say like part of that freedom or like countries or like cultures where you feel the most free, like innately, does that kind of like correlate to, you know, what attracts you to there? Like, is that one of the reasons why uh, you wanted to go to Australia? Um, Honestly, like, I don't know why I wanted to go to Australia, but I feel like it's so, no, like really. Okay. No, I was like, I feel like it was always on my mind. Like since I was a Mm. little girl, like I don't, I never Uh. had like, I want to see this. I was just like, I just want to go there. Why? I don't know. Just because. (laughs) And then so where you went, what was like, what was your favorite cities? Oh, I, I don't know. I I love everything. I like Sydney. Um, cause we, we did a a tour, like we drove from Cairns all the way down to Sydney in two weeks. So we got like, we covered a lot. Um, Melbourne was really nice and I feel that it's very similar to Vancouver. Cairns was beautiful. Uh, we drove to a place called the Wood Sunday Islands and it's just everything. Yeah. The Wood Sundays. Yeah. So it's everything's like it's breathtaking. So, yeah, yeah, like yeah, describe that because again, I it's like I, I hear the Whit Sundays, but you know, I I didn't have a uh, chance to go and I lived there. Like, take oh us my there, god, paint, it, paint a picture. It, <laughs> it's so beautiful. So we we took like a tour at uh, on a catamaran. So we were sailing for I don't even remember probably like one two days. I don't know, hmm. but then it's just like it's so peaceful and. It's like white sand. And then when you get there, like the tide is very high. And then by the time you leave the one of the islands that you get to visit, it's like the, it's completely different because the tide like goes down and you can see like patches of like blue water and then like white sand. And then the white sand is not like really sand because it's made out of sil- silica, I think. Huh. It is. I, yeah, I don't remember. But it's it's just it's just beautiful. Beautiful. I've never seen something like that. And I come from a country where, like, literally everywhere you go, it's like white sand beaches and blue waters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely. So outside of Caracas, I went to Margarita Island, and that was ah, amazing. Like, it's like uh, I feel bad pumping Venezuela so much when it's not so easily accessible right now. But like, but just I'm for sorry. people to put on their list, like you know what it is. <laughs> I will know. take you guys. I'll be your tour guide. <laughs> we'll set that up. up. <laughs> and, and then yeah. so like, all right, yeah, that could be like a, a, a partner business venture you know like you know oh co-led trips okay yeah 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 <laughs> and then so speaking of the business ventures so then it, it's covid uh you're this woman that you've had all these travel experiences yourself you've immigrant and then you decided to start a podcast originally called spanglish so like take us behind like both the original inspiration for that and how it evolved to what it is today so I started my podcast and then when I started it, I was like, okay, it's going to be called The Spanglish Show because at the time, so at the time it was going to be like more Spanglish, but then it, it ended up being like basically mostly English. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like not because of anything, just because. And then I, the reason why I started this podcast, sorry, just going back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I started this podcast is because I was during COVID, I launched my business and I was a virtual assistant. And then um, one of my clients was, she had a podcast and then she was like, okay, like you're going to edit and like do everything for me. And then like, the more I did it, the more I liked it. And I was like, oh, like, this is something like really cool that maybe I just want to focus on this, like for my business. So that's when I transitioned from VA to podcast manager. So I started offering my services, whatever. But then obviously, like the only work that I had to show was my clients. And then I was like, you know what? Like, let me go through the whole process 
of like actually launching a show and like promoting a show and see what this is like actually all about to be able to have like an actual portfolio where people can just go and see like the work that I do and like kind of like the things that I am doing. So I was like, okay, like, what do I want to talk about? Because I feel like when you're starting a podcast, it's like so easy. It's like, this is what I want to be talking about. Like, it's going to be so easy. I'm going to record like 75 episodes, like all in one go. (laughs) And then you sit down like in front of the camera or like in front of the mic. And it's like, uh, okay. (laughs) So I was like, okay, like, what's my angle? Like, what is something that I can go again? Like I was going through my, like through my same process that I would like take my clients through. So I was like, okay, like what is something that I can like really talk about? And that's something like that, that's very relatable. So I was like, okay, like immigration, because I'm an immigrant. And I just want to like compare basically like the culture here versus the culture, like whatever it is that you're going. So my focus at the very beginning was just talking to immigrants yeah. or like digital nomads, people that were moving a lot. And I feel like that has changed a little mm-hmm. bit in the sense that I want to focus more on people that are traveling. Right. And and yes, immigrants, I, but also like it's like it's I feel like an immigrant is like such a broad term because you can be a digital nomad, but then you're also like immigrating. But it like it's like short periods of time that you're taking to like immigrate to like another country. So. Right. So, yeah, that was my focus. Like just well, that's my focus right now. People that are moving everywhere and that are just experiencing like different things. Yeah, you raise a good point. I think that's why like I recently, you know. I was still kind of like do and then, but then recently I was like, you know, I started using or started become more attracted to the word migrant because, you know, for instance, like there's so many words, right? There's like a backpacker, but that gives like one specific thing. And that's one specific experience with a traveler, of course, that's all encompassing, but I still think we think more of like tourists with that, which then itself, but then digital nomad, not everyone knows what it is. And like you said, it's not really an immigrant. It's this, this weird worker slash, you know, thing that you have yeah. like expat. Which I didn't even know until I think I was already an expat and then later found out what what it was like, you know, in terms of and for those that don't know, that's someone where, uh, yeah. you know, you're living outside your country of origin, but you're like lived and based there. Uh, but then I realized like, you know, we're we or at least it worries like it's like all forms of like migrancy, you know, and it's just like just kind of like being transient yeah. from one place to another. And then also too like also wanting to put a different flavor on the work. Because I think when we hear migrant, it's like, you know, you, you know, what I mean, it's just conjures a certain image which i'm like no we all are in one way yeah uh or yeah. another so yeah no, and like obviously i love immigrants and but then you said it's a lot more broad than that uh and such so just like um i guess before we go i guess like also too i just wanted to cur- like expound up on on that actually exactly so then your virtual assistant became a podcast manager so for people that may are maybe think about becoming a digital nomad themselves or like how can I support myself in a way that's more flexible? So are you a digital Mac? Uh, Cause I, I or, or do you just like work remotely sometimes or how, how is it for no, you? No. So I sadly, I'm not a digital nomad um, <laughs> because I have, well, I feel that when you're a digital nomad, there's, there's a lot that you don't have in your country where you live. Cause like you always like want to be exploring places, but I feel like my life is like restable here. Like I have a dog. It's not like I can just like uh. take, up and go and just like me for like three, five months. Cause I obviously like who's going to take care of my dog. <laughs> right. So no, I'm not a digital nomad, but I am able to work remote um, <laughs> with my, with my podcast managing business. Like I can literally like work from anywhere that I choose to. 
because the only really thing that I need is my laptop and right. that's it. Yeah. So yeah. I find that amazing. And, and I think it's cool too how you like specialize, like you, you, you know, I would still say you are, you know, because I like first of all, I'm home too, like right now, but then at the same time, like you said it's the freedom i you know i like i like said it's all subjective we all have our own definitions but just the mere fact that you have that freedom too i think yeah. you know and i even though like your dog does keep you there you know it's it's kind of like by by your your own will like you know you love your dog you know versus like oh people yeah. are like stuck at a country or yeah. a company you know but then yeah. also i don't think i would be able to be a digital nomad like i need like i am a person that needs a routine like i uh, could yeah. go away for like a month but don't keep me away from home, like from home for, for longer than a while. Like that's oh, like really? enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then so, but yeah, I, th- I think it's cool to how you like establish a niche, like within the vir- virtual assistant space. Cause also it's like, yeah, you know, I, I think like a, a lot of people just think of it a lot of it as like admin and such, but you, you found a niche within it and then it, you managed to make it evolve. So, you know, I just wanted to say kudos to that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so then now, uh, before we go, like one thing I like to end everything, is like, what has been your most rewarding travel experience? Oh, well, I've talked about this a lot, but Australia was definitely my favorite, like, and most rewarding one. Because, well, that one, for many reasons. So, like, one, it was, uh, so it was, like, after, right after I graduated university in Venezuela. So, instead of, like, having a big party um my family has always been an advocate of just like traveling the world so that was like my graduation present so yeah we decided to go to australia and then like one of my most memorable like traveling experiences was diving like scuba diving in the great barrier reef it was just amazing like it was a bucket list item that i didn't even know i had and then i already crossed it <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's, I, it's awesome that you did that because isn't it like disappearing <laughs> you know you, you got the <laughs> Oh, you got to do that, but no, nah, yeah. So then, did you yeah. when you said diving? Was it just like like snorkeling, or you did like proper scuba diving? No, know, proper scuba diving. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh wow. Yeah, nah, yeah. yeah. That, that is that is beautiful. <laughs> oh, awesome. It was, oh, it was amazing. Mm. It was truly amazing. And then obviously, like just driving in. Well, I didn't drive because like the only time that I like uh tried to drive, like I almost like crashed the car into like <laughs> into a tree. But like that's a story. Is it because they drive on the o- other side of the road? I'm not sure where they are. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure like how to. I was like, what is this? And then my ex-boyfriend was like, nope, you're banned for driving. You're not driving anymore. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so then what's your, your next bucket list item then? Europe. Like I've never yeah. been to Europe and I really want to oh, no. go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which country? I want to go to Italy and then just eat a lot. <laughs> I want to go to Spain because I have friends in Spain that I haven't seen in a very long time. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're hoping that's that soon, you know, and, and you know, and when you do go, like, hope your puppy or dog doesn't miss you too much. Uh, but, oh, nah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, thank you very much, Mafe. It was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, and then also. Thank you, Joshua. For the people that want to check you out, listen to your podcast or find you on social media. Uh, how can they do that? Yeah, so I am always hanging out on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is at Mafe Salazar. Um, and then for the podcast, you can just search wherever you listen to your podcast from tourist to local. Um, just the trailer is out at this moment. But then August 1st, we're going to be launching the third season of well, first season up from Jerusalem Local, but third season overall on the podcast. <laughs> no doubt. August 1st. Keep that in your calendar locked in. And again, thank you very much, Mafe. Take care. Thank you, Joshua. Love this episode? Then do us a solid and please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Also, you can help us unpack why we travel by sharing your story on why you travel. 
by going over to our Instagram page, why we travel official, click the appropriate link. And then that way you could be either a guest on our podcast or we'll share your story on our social media. That's it for now. Thank you for listening and please stay tuned in for our next episode of why we travel.